said you like that uh, intro? I do. I'm jamming over here. <laughs> yeah, normally I wouldn't let it go that long, but you know, hey, it kind of gets you in the mood, right? It's jamming. Sitting here checking this out as I'm looking out the window and it's raining. A little bit anyway. Oh goodness. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Alright. Frank Betts live with Pudge. How you doing, Pudge? I'm good, honey. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Um, hey, it's Thursday, July 9th. You can uh, want to get on the conversation or anything, you can call 269-209-3316. And this podcast is sponsored by Barefoot Blonde. Hey, for a good time, call Barefoot Blonde. <laughs> She's going to hate me for saying that, but she hey. She is. She's going to get after you. You know, I don't even care no more. You just don't care if yeah, you get that, do you? You do what you want. Um. All right. Ooh, yes, indeedy. It's, uh, yeah, super hot out right now. And like I said, it was uh, raining just a few minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's supposed to rain tomorrow, of course, because Barefoot Blind's supposed to be playing outdoors at uh, the uh, Bellevue. Michigan over there at the uh, car car truck and bike show. Under a big pavilion starts at 7, and we'll see what happens there. I mean, that's our luck right now. We It's either the COVID thing shuts everybody down and we can't do nothing, or it's the weather. I don't know. Take your choice. And before I forget, we got John Gooch all the way from Florida. I had a little conversation with him. Florida. Yeah, yesterday there. Um, as, you know, with the other interviews I've had, uh, I could have kept right on going. But we went, I don't know, about 50 minutes, I guess. And I still had a lot more I could have talked to him about. And uh, I'll have him back on and we can go from there. He's uh, brought up a lot of good memories and Talking about the the good old days playing in the bands, you know, when you're first starting out and stuff. The 80s. Not that I remember too much of the 80s, but, you know, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I remember a lot of the 80s, no, I think. No, you don't. I have some, like, little bright lights that go off once in a while, little sparks. Oh, I hear you. Hey, uh, here's something else here. I just heard this on the news. The... Uh, History of the Palace of Auburn Hills will come to an end bright and early on Sunday, July 12th, 2020. That is so sad. At 8 a.m., 800 pounds of dynamite will reduce the building to a pile of rubble. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So they close everything down 10 minutes to 8, all the way till 10 minutes after 8. So in 20 minutes, what took who knows how long to build the thing, bam, it'll be down. Says the twenty-two oh thousand seat arena opened on August thirteenth, nineteen eighty-eight, with a Sting concert. It closed its doors on September twenty-third, twenty seventeen, after a Bob Seger performance. It says, uh, "Yeah, twenty-nine years the palace hosted many concerts and uh, sporting events." Detroit Pistons owner Bill Davidson built the palace. 
team played there until their departure to Little Caesars Arena in Detroit after the 27th season. Yeah, it's um, a lot of big names, rock names, mm-hmm. that played near Sammy Hagar is one of them, I'm thinking about. Yeah, and Bob Seeker, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's coming to an, I guess they're going to put uh, <laughs> office buildings up in its place. Yeah, because that's always fun. Yeah, so, you know. What better way to do it than just wipe that out and put in a bunch of office buildings? So, yippee! So, yeah, there's that. And uh, you got this deal here, and I, this has been on the news, the talk shows anyway. This uh, deal with uh, Lady Annabellum, mm-hmm. who's now Lady A, but so is a blues singer who's used uh, used the name for twenty years, formerly known as Prince. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is uh, this is my life, she says. They're using the name because of a Black Lives Matter incident that, for them, is just a moment in time, says the original Lady A, 61-year-old black singer who's released multiple records under that name. And, uh, yeah, I guess they just uh, dropped it on her. She said she got off work Thursday, but she had all kinds of messages and phone calls and stuff saying somebody had just snatched her name up. Hmm. So now Lady Annabellum is suing her for that name. Evidently, Lady Annabellum had Lady A for quite a long time. They just weren't using it. Hmm. So now, you know, it's kind of like the Dixie Chicks. They changed their names from Dixie Chicks to Chicks now because Dixie's a bad name, I guess. <laughs> I don't know where this is all going. You know, you have these names for all these years, and you make all that money, and then all of a sudden, it's not a good thing. Yep. So, I don't know. Hey, that's what they want to do. Yep. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Because I haven't heard too much from Lady Annabellum lately, or the Dixie Chicks, for all that matters. Really? So, maybe <laughs> somebody's wanting to get their name out there again. Okay, and then Could be. yeah, and here's another little thing: rock and roll birthdays and deaths. Check this out, uh, Mitch Mitchell. You know who that is? No. He'd be 74 years old today, still alive. He was 62 when he died 12 years ago. He was the drummer for Jimi Hendrix Experience. <clears throat> I think oh. he was the last one to die. All three of them are gone. I think the I think I'm not sure. I think the bass player went. A little bit before him, but uh, and then Bon Scott, you know him. Yes, he would be seventy-four years old today, if still alive. He was Dang. thirty-three when he died forty years ago, and uh, yeah, the original lead singer for ACDC. Wow. Wasn't that the deal where they found him outside? It was like uh, winter time or something like that. He passed out in his car. From I don't just, know, but I'm gonna look. Just a lot of alcohol, and I guess he like. Like Hendrix choked on, you know, got sick. I know. (laughs) What a way to go. So I don't know. And, uh, oh, Courtney Love. She's she's 56. July 9th. Oh, he just would have had a birthday, too. Yeah. Died on February 19th, 1980. Yeah, 19. I remember that. I remember that when that uh, Back in Black come out. And, uh, boy, did that blow up. Holy cow. Back in black. Let's see what it says. What did Bon Scott die from? 
Yeah, alcohol poisoning. I think he choked on it. He was out in his car, passed out. Uh, of a heroin overdose. He also made... Quin- uh, I don't know. I don't know, but it says he died of a heroin overdose. They probably don't want to say he died of puke. So, <laughs> heroin sounds better, must be. Okay, well, we'll go with that then. Just saying. Uh, hang on a minute here, John. Gooch here just messaged me again. Hi, John. Get it? Let's see if he picked it up here. Probably not looking at it. I don't know. He might be watching this or listening to this on his phone. I don't know. Huh. Oh, we got it. Just, you know, press the little, the little button on the page. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, who are Jack White. You know who that is? Who? Jack White. Uh, not Jack Black. <laughs> uh, he's uh, 45 years old today. Um, yeah, he's with the White Stripes. You remember them? Yes. There you go. He's the dude. I the see dude. a picture of him. Now I know who he is. Yep. And uh, who else here? We got... Uh, I didn't even know that Eric Cartwright was 66 years, 11 months, 29 days old when he died on this day three years ago. He would have been 69, still alive. He was a guitar player for Foghat. Now, you know Foghat. I do. Well, there you go. So, well, that's that. That is that. So, is there anything else you can think of before we get on with this interview with John Gooch? Um, let's see. Surely, you you have something to say. I want to know what Whitmer had to say today. Um, you know, I didn't even listen. Um, I can't handle her voice. I hate to get in politics with this um. this show here, but, you know. Yeah. I just want to know what she said about the mass. I don't know. You cannot. You were saying something about it. She was saying it's mandatory to wear a mask, but you can't do that. Let's see. Especially out in public. I, you know, if you go into a private place like, uh, you know, uh, you know, the big box stores or something like that's private right. stuff. They can tell you, no, if you don't want to wear a mask, then you can't buy nothing here. And then there's some places you go to, they prefer you to wear masks. Oh, Michigan residents are now required to wear face masks in enclosed public areas like grocery stores. All businesses are required to provide their employees with masks to wear while working. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Well, they're pretty much doing that right now anyway. Right. I mean, there's some places we've gone into where we just walked in there and some people were wearing masks. Some weren't. Who was it? Somebody's up on vacation right now. Up north, and they're saying that she's saying that she hasn't seen anybody wearing masks, the bars, eateries, or anything up north. <laughs> so go figure. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think what what the deal is there is, is like I said, uh, uh, if it's a private place. Oh, Governor Whitmer threatens stricter laws if Michigan residents refused to mask up seven hours ago. Hmm. Well. I tell you what, she's just gotten out of control. This is absolutely ridiculous. It, what's going to be really wild is when school starts. 
Oh, that's going to be terrible. I know, because, you know, those kids there, they really depend on, you know, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, you know, further, you know, they, that's where they get their breakfast and their, their lunch. You know, of course, nothing's said about the dinner part because, you know, they get out of school earlier. But, you know, think of the parents there that mm-hmm. have to stay home. They can't find anybody to take care of the kids or whatever. And I might be opening up a daycare in my backyard. I'm just going to throw them all in the fenced-in area. Oh, gosh. Don't there you do go. That. Don't do that. You talk about rules and regulations. You Nah, you'd be pulling your hair out. So... All right, well, look, can you think of anything else? No, I can't. I want to get on with this interview. I had a fun time talking to John Gooch. So Okay, get it on there. Without further ado, here is Mr. Gooch and myself having a little chit-chat. This one Frank Betts? <laughs> yes, sir, it is. How you doing, John? I am doing well, man. How you been doing? Ah, just trying to stay cool. I'm up here in my little uh, studio here, and it's hotter than Hades. That's all I can say. I- I'll tell you what, man, uh, welcome to our world here uh, all year round. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got a big old metal roof on this place here, and it just sucks up the heat. Oh, even with an air window air conditioner or whatever, I've oh. got one in my garage, and it's basically it acts like a fan. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any air. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I don't have central air or anything. I just got little small ac units around the house because this place is like 100 years old and there's no vents or anything that leads upstairs so i don't i can't do central air or anything well do you have it insulated or um i think it's insulated up there there's a real small entrance in the spare bedroom and i'm still kind of scared to pop that open to see what's up there <laughs> that's, that's exactly right i know what you're saying it's like if i do <laughs> i'm gonna find out that oh my god what am i getting myself into oh that's it exactly because uh we've had bats um come in here before and yeah that's oh. i don't want them I don't want to open up any kind of can of worms, so to speak. Top back on. Yeah, really. So, um, how's Tess doing? She's doing well. Uh, she, uh, we both retired uh, officially here oh. uh, about about two and a half years ago. Okay. And we're just, uh, you know, enjoying life here. We uh, have uh, it's like uh, going through and having everything completely. Uh, we just redone. We had a well, a uh, guy over here is working on some plumbing here for the last week and a half. I thought it'd be about a day and a half, and I'm about ready to put a, a office in here for him. Oh. He finally got done today. It's like, my God, man, you know, oh, I'll be over here tomorrow. We'll get it done tomorrow and, you know, a week <laughs> later. And, you know, we're, we're just kind of getting that done, and then we're going to get a floor put in, and, and we're just uh, getting everything all around here because next year we're going to – our plan is, uh, if anything goes uh, to plan, uh, to plan is to uh, start doing some traveling. I've been looking around for some motor homes and um, some kind of a deal where we can get out and go across. I've never been out west. Tess has. Uh, farthest we've been out is, uh, I think, it's been South Dakota. And oh. I'm going to get out to California before it falls in the water. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, or it's taken over by. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't get me going. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Yeah. How you been doing? Um, just hanging in there, just uh, driving my semi truck every day. Got a dedicated I've had for probably the last two years, so I'm just in a little routine and go to work, come home, and repeat and rinse the next day. 
<laughs> Very cool. Now you uh, you're you own your own uh, tractor, right? Yeah, I'm on my third one. Third one. Yeah, I uh, wore out the first two, and uh, this latest one here is a a day cab. It's not a a big condo like I had before because I had to have a sleeper unit. Um, you know, before I got this job here at Maverick Express, so I was always sleeping in that. And uh, ever since I come on with these guys, uh, oh, geez, seventeen years ago, I just haven't wow. had yeah, I haven't had no use for a a sleeper unit. So once I wore it out, I said, all right, I'm just going to get me a little day cab here. And because I don't, I don't go out of Michigan anymore. I only drive about six, seven hours a day at five days. Well, a you're, week. you're getting close to retirement, aren't you? No, heck no. I no, I couldn't stop if I wanted to, John. <laughs> well, you're, uh, you got a few years on me, I think. You're... Yeah. 64. 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I call you dad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's one of those you're as old as you feel kind of things here. I don't know. I uh, I'm still going going at it, playing uh, bands on the weekends. Been with these guys or oh gosh, what six years now? And uh, in fact, we got to play Friday night a uh, little outdoor deal over in uh, Bellevue, bike night. Very, very cool, man. I and checking out some of your videos there. That's uh, that's cool. You. Uh, sticking with the same band for that long and uh, still at it. I'm surprised. Uh, I know I uh, I'm, I'm burnt out on. I love playing my guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a studio set up in here, and I um, kind of I don't really do much recording. I just uh, kind of we're in and out so much, and I I appreciate. I think you got me started on what was it? Sony Acid? Is that what it was? Well, yeah, Sony Studio. Uh... Yeah. And I, I had that for a while, and, and then I had a problem with latency with it. So I went over, and uh, a friend of mine came over and helped me out with, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Cubase. Okay. And I got I did some recording with that. Uh, some of the, I think I, that you heard some of the recordings I made out of that one. Well, and, now, uh, speak of the devil, hang on a sec here. Let's, uh, let's hit the little bit of a Wayback Machine here real quick. Hang on, all right? You ready for this? All right. <laughs> sound familiar that sounds quite familiar in fact uh, i think i might have recorded that yes you did i was gonna ask you you were still living up here when uh when you did that one weren't you yeah you know and uh, all thanks to you for getting me started with uh recording i uh, i've done a lot for other people for many many years you know a lot of mm-hmm. studio type stuff and but i never really recorded for myself just kind of screwing around with uh, you know, making some backing tracks just to play some lead to, but yeah, finally I'd go ahead and do my own. But I've written quite a few tunes since then, and and uh, haven't really recorded, but I've been doing some work with some guys down here. Uh, we've got a really nice uh, setup. Uh, oh, I think it's uh, Garage Band, or I'm not sure. Not Garage Band. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, uh, that's, but yeah, that's uh, Mac Mac. Uh, I think that's stuff. what it is, and, and they're they're anyway they're uh, really really nice studio over there, and. Uh, I've been uh, doing some Christian stuff there with him, oh. and uh, and just uh, since this COVID deal came in, uh, been kind of haven't done anything here in the last four or five months. But uh, I think after the first year, we're gonna start getting back on it. They're wanting to slowly put together an album of some things, and oh. um, yeah. So we're, uh, but I'm just I'm having a good time. Just 
I mean, you know, when you're playing, as you well know, you're always learning songs to try to keep everybody happy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, up on the latest uh, <laughs> or whatever is, is uh, you know, people want to hear to dance to or whatever. But it's giving me really a chance to sit down and kind of broaden uh, my horizons, I guess, uh, so to speak. Uh, and uh, just kind of getting, uh, and I think the last time I talked to you, I've been kind of getting more into the jazz uh, type things and some flamenco i know it sounds kind of nuts uh but you know some classical kind of guitar yeah and kind of get it to the uh to the repertoire and uh just uh you know so many different things i mean you you know you know as well as i do as a guitar player you're always learning something new and you you, you think you got something down and all of a sudden something else comes up you're going oh my god i think i gotta start <laughs> over again <laughs> i know it yeah every time uh Julie comes up with a song or something for us to learn. It's like, oh gosh, here's another little style I got to try and you know bluff my way through, <laughs> figure yeah, it out. You no, know, and you're exactly right. And uh, you know, you remember old uh, Gary Shenzi? Uh, oh yeah, he, he says something to me that's gonna I'll take it to my grave. And he, and he was so right. Um, he says, uh, if you want to, you know, get better at your instrument and keep keep learning and what, just keep learning songs, keep learning different, you know different uh, genres of music and boy was he right you know you, you go through and you think i'm never going to figure this out no my god and uh, but what we've got now uh that the kids have that we didn't back then is uh youtube i mean it's it's a wealth of, of uh knowledge that, that you can you can pack uh in and that you can learn it's just it's incredible you can go through and start from you know beginner to intermediate to advanced to you know, and you sometimes you find yourself going to beginner, <laughs> something you're not used to. You know, you're going. Oh, I know Man. it. You, you get down there and you find some twelve-year-old kid, you know, playing the song that you're trying to figure out, and it's like, dang it, that that's it. And then they make it look so easy. And here I am trying to make something, you know, trying to figure out. It's like, oh, this is so difficult. But then you watch somebody else do it, and you go, ah, that's how you do it. Exactly. You know, in different positionings. You know, you're going along. You're going. Man, I've been doing it this way, you know, and it, it came out right. But now they're doing it all in this little box here, and no wonder they can they can put all these notes in here, and make it sound so melodic, and and here we're all over the darn neck to do the same thing, you know. Well, I know that's it exactly. It, and you're right about YouTube. That's the first thing I go for after I get a my marching order, so to speak, on a, a song we're going to work on. I'll I'll get on YouTube and I'll look for actually I look for not really the artist, but. Um, copy bands you know bands that are doing it live and you know because they dress it right down and they play the basics and yes uh, they do and, and then you you know you think well this is the way i'm gonna sound if if i can you know do what they're doing instead of all that studio stuff going on now you've brought it down to basics and looks like they're doing it right and people seem to be enjoying it so then i'll zero in on that uh you know that, that particular copy of a song and just go from there exactly you know and and we don't want to tell anybody here, but no. uh, it kind of accelerates uh, learning the song, too, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, boy, does it. Turbo I don't want to say it. that. <laughs> well, you know what? I can actually go one better. Have you ever heard of a Positive Grid Spark Amp? Positive Grid Spark Amp? It's by Positive Grid. Positive Grid's been out for a long time. They do um, software, uh, guitar effects, uh, VSTs, I guess you call them. And uh, here, oh gosh, 2019, um, I spotted a ad on uh, uh, Facebook, 
and the geek that I am started looking at it, and uh, it turns out it's a little bitty amp. It's called a Spark amp. It's got two 4-inch speakers in it, 4-ohm, 40 watts. All the controls are right there like a normal amp. And it's, I don't know, it's about as big as a lunchbox, if not a little bit bigger, about 15 pounds. And you can get a free app, download it, and you, and it's Bluetooth. So once you pre-set up your amp, you don't have to touch it again. And you have this ungodly amount of free sounds, anything you want to dial in on your phone. And if there's a song, song you're learning... You can uh, do a search, and it'll bring it up on YouTube. takes about 15 seconds. It'll analyze everything in it, and bam, here comes the chords. It plays right along with the song. It's a, it's a fret, a picture of your fret, and it shows you all the fingering. So if you're good at, like, bar chords, it's perfect. And you just sit there. It's like having your own little personal instructor showing you, and you just follow along with that. Can you imagine if we had that when we were kids? Oh, man. Yeah, we wouldn't have worn out so many records. I know that. Oh, stylus on the records, you know, the needles or, or uh, the old good old eight-track tape players, you know, how you get ready to do a solo and all of a sudden right in the middle of the solo. <laughs> I've got, got oh. I can sometimes – it took a while, but, you know, even after we went to cassette after that, um, I could still hear when that song's playing in my head – I could still hear that thing fading out and getting ready to click and then come back on again. It's it's like, oh, my God, have I been listening to those that long? Oh, my God. And all the time that we put in, you know, the kids <laughs> nowadays, I, you, you, you talk to them, it kind of goes over their head. It's like you don't even know what – you guys have got it so easy because you can go through and you have somebody showing you, you know. Yeah. So you, get, you go through YouTube, you go off, you know, you got 19,000 pages on <laughs> uh, how to do a solo on Hotel California? <laughs> and you'll know, somebody, you know, somebody will say, "Well, you know, uh, you need really get." Of course, you always get somebody to, and I can understand that. You know, they're trying to, uh, you know, pull people in so they can, you know, get on their channel, you know, or their mm-hmm. YouTube channel, whatever, or go to their website so they can sell, uh, you know, their 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 product uh, yeah. or their their lessons. But yeah, you know, just keep on going, and, and, and I can understand that when you first when you're a beginner, because when you, you start playing, you know, start playing, uh, you know, especially the guitar, mm-hmm. that's why you see Esteban and, uh, all these <laughs> other you know guitars uh, for sale at uh, Goodwill. Yeah. Because people, I mean, I, I know because I remember when we first started, it's like, what am I getting myself into? This is about impossible. <laughs> you know? Well, I was going to ask you, how'd you even get started? What made you even get started with playing the guitar? I was uh, probably, I'm going to say seven, eight years old, and uh, all my dad's, uh, uh, some of the people, they're going to be listening to the podcast here, might even remember Hank Gooch. Uh, it was uh, my dad's older brother. He he was uh, 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 played country guitar and played kind of a variety of, of music. He was back in the era of Doug DeMott Sr. Oh, um, okay. And, you know, and uh, what's his name there? Uh, Oh, as I walk along, I wonder what's his name. The uh, runaway. Uh, oh, yeah, the one. Yeah, the yeah. wanderer. The wanderer. No, the guy that's from Battle Creek. There, he's oh. actually lived. Um, crap. Oh my God! Yeah, you caught me off guard on that one. The name here. People are probably talking, probably saying the name right now while we're talking. Oh, I know it. Uh, anyway, um, back, uh, uh, you know, in that era, and. I, I, you know, he showed me a couple things. I remember learning how to play honky tonk. 
And they'd be over, you know, sitting around drinking, making, uh, you know, fools of themselves. They're probably in their late 20s. And I was probably about seven, eight years old and listening to them every Saturday, you know. And I asked Mrs., uh, you know, Uncle Junior is what I used to call him, but Hank was, I says, I, I can't figure that third part out on Honky Tonk. Where, you know, how it goes to the five, you know, one, four, five thing. Uh, and E, A, and B, and uh, B being the, the five. And I says, uh, what what are you doing there? He showed me a couple times. He go back, and they go back to their BS, and, you know, and uh, drinking their adult beverages. <laughs> and, and I thought, I, I, I can't get this. I can't get it. So it kept coming back to me. And after that, I, I kept working on that, working on that. I mean, working, working on it. I had a little cheap, I don't know what it was, checkmate guitar or whatever it was at the time. <laughs> Remember those? <laughs> Tiesco. I remember before the Tiesco time at Kmart. Yeah, Tasco. Yeah, you know, whatever it was, T I E S C O S C O, whatever it was. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I know it. So anyway, I'd go and work on that 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 uh, that B. I could not get that B thing, you know. <laughs> and after that, uh, I, I kept working on it. And uh, my uncle, uh, I don't know if you know Mike Holden. Oh yeah, I used to play with. Uh, I played. He's uh, well, he's actually uh, half uncle, whatever. We played in the band uh, uh, years later, and I just used to listen to him and play. Be out playing with. Uh, you know, uh, rock bands around the, the the area, and I kept watching him. I mean, how's he doing this? How? So I started messing around, uh, you know, with uh, some, you know, some Led Zeppelin and uh, a lot of stuff back then. Uh, you right. know, graphic, yeah. vanilla fudge, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Alice Cooper, and he showed me some things, and it just got went on from there. And then I put, got the band with him, uh, uh, the the Corner Buds. Remember that band, Corner Buds? Oh boy, do I! Yes, I do. Yeah, and we started playing out to the Irish pub. We played, uh, and that that band got really tight because we played every weekend. You know, we yeah uh, played. And back in the days when you played, you know, two or three weeks or a month in one place, not one night. Oh God, yeah. That's... You, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, now that we're older, our backs are bad, and our legs and arms and our bodies are falling apart. <laughs> you, know, you, you, uh, you back then you could pick your amp up with one hand and you know walk it for a quarter of a mile. Now you can't. You can't go five feet you know <laughs> and uh but anyway back then we just played and just kept going and going and then uh just you know from there it went on you know and got on the road uh, later on with a uh, band over canada played over there for two years uh seven nights a week and then came back and before that it was in a band called zachariah oh yeah remember them too played uh you know all over you know should we play the tri-state air or that band here and there and that was kind of a top 40 band and, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, make a long story short, just moved from one band to the other, played a band called Saddle Tramp that kind of got me into country. I remember them too. And, uh, oh, Benny. Benny Glover, he showed me some country licks and I kind of took it from there and, and, uh, just, I was amazed at how different it was from rock and roll. Oh boy. Yep. It's like it's like playing rock and roll backwards almost, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just I don't know. I I love all genres of music. I, I love classical music. I love uh, rock, country, jazz, flamenco, um, classic, just everything. And I, I you know I just uh, and that's why I, I I go out some some nights back then. I go out and hear a blues band, and then I get done from there, and I go out and hear a country band. You know, and people think, "Man, what 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 are you into?" I said, <laughs> "I love it all." <laughs> you know? got, and plus, I I met met a lot of people, uh, including yourself, 
that I never would have met uh, had I not uh, gotten into music. You know, um, you, you just you 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 um, meet a lot of people, uh, become friends with them, and uh, you just uh, you, you, it's something you'll remember for the rest of your life. You know, you're you're a good guy. I've uh, I met you uh, years ago, I think, through Gary Landley, if I'm not mistaken, through the through through uh, Charlie Watt, I believe, wasn't it? Through the oh yeah, back in the early '80s. Yeah, that was my Charlie first. Band. Yeah, first real band was with Charlie Watt. Out to uh, what was that? Um, Stone Inn. Stone Inn. That's right in Pine Knoll. You played out there a little bit too. Pine Knoll. Yeah, you know the Stone Inn. They they uh, leveled that out. That's not even there anymore. Man, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? I'm telling you why. Yeah, that was uh, quite a few years ago. They took that down, but boy, do I have a lot of time in that thing. That was an old schoolhouse. Stone Inn. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Long time. <laughs> I know it. It is. You know, you go by there now, and it's just a field. There's just nothing there anymore. Hey, you know we're what? We're showing our age here, brother. Oh, I'm telling you what. I, uh, well, no, actually, I read a lot there, uh, John. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did that work? <laughs> yeah. well, I do, but my, my classes are getting a lot more uh, powerful now. They're, I think I'm up to two now. <laughs> Now, 1.5, another 2. Well, that's it. You know, you go to get up on stage, and you can't even adjust your amp anymore unless you got your glasses on or something. Yeah. You can't read words up there anymore. I remember right years ago, I put a little thing up there with, uh, you know, the the words to a song. I, 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 I'm, at the, I, I'm the kind of guy that I can't, I mean, I can read a little bit of music. I learned how to read music barely, but getting up there, you put the, even the words up there, it's like, Oh, that was real smart. I can't even read it. I got back up from the microphone six feet so I could see what the heck I wrote. <laughs> so I learned the words and, and make it, make sure they're stuck in my head or I can't. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> oh, you know what? I went through a phase there where I had uh, certain songs I could memorize. If it told a story or something, there it was a lot easier. But when you, you you know, some some of these songs here, you're like, what the heck was this guy thinking about? So I have to have little pieces of paper taped up behind the speaker or some, you know, incognito spot just just to get that first line because sometimes i'll just the song will take off and i'm doing the intro and i'm thinking holy crap how does this song even start oh my god i've been there so many times and that is so sticking and so what ends up happening is the the intro that takes 10 seconds turns into two minutes <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of a lead work there do a little solo and you're thinking in your head well i gotta start sometime yeah, everybody's watching. What, what, what really sucks is when the rest of the band they can't remember the, the first word either. It's like, oh god, how are we gonna get out of this? Well, I know, and you're giving them that death stare. Like, come on, give me the first words. It's like, hey, sorry, <laughs> this is a long solo. All of a sudden, here, man, I'll never forget. The, oh my god, some of the crap that happened over the years. Just, I mean, I sit and think about it, and somebody would bring it up, and heck, a lot of it, you know, you think, oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah. Remember that time you did this? You did this, and uh, no, but I'm glad I forgot. You know? Oh gosh, I get that too. It's like some of these guys here that write books. You know, these uh, rock and roll or classic dudes here that go way back into the '60s, '70s, and what have you. There, and they they got all these little details they remember. Like Keith Richards, for one. I'm thinking, how the heck do you remember all those little details? I can barely make it through the '80s. Well, Keith Richards, I'm sure he probably can't remember one gig to the next. I mean, so oh. I, I'm. You know, and I, I know myself back in my uh, well, days that I used to do a little bit of uh, 
adult beverage, uh, whatever, you know, <laughs> that you do, you know, your people tell, oh, remember that time I stopped by, you did this song and we did this and did that, did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember we played there, but I don't know. I don't remember that, that conversation or whatever. Well, you know why you're you because there for a while before you moved out or you know moved down to Florida there when I was watching you playing in different groups and what have you there because you know you you did you played in, you were like a hired gun there for a while but I'd uh, come out and check you guys out or something and you do like I do you have this little half pint with you and you just kind of start sipping on it there for a little bit and getting your nerve up so that when you do get up on stage there you're not all of a nervous wreck and and i you know i still do that i i just uh i gotta have that little half pint to get things rolling and once i i get going then i'm okay but uh i don't know you're you're i don't know if you still do it or not you you still what is your what was that whiskey you were drinking you drink usually man i can't remember um well, mine's uh, Captain Morgan, but you you were drinking. What was I think it? it was, I think it might have been Black Velvet, wasn't it? Black so Velvet. I, that's it. That's yeah, it. I, I don't so much anymore because uh, being absent-minded, you know, that kind of made added to the problem. But uh, yeah. I just did it because I had to kind of takes off the edge, you know. The, it did. You, know, you come in, you know, and um, but I got to the point where I was, uh, you know, when when you play with a, a band, a band. Instead of being a hired gun, you're kind of more into, you know, you know the songs and the whole thing, and and I I kind of reverse that. Uh, you you get uh, pretty pretty confident, you know, you're gonna go up there and you're gonna do it. But being a, you know, when you're a hired gun, you gotta kind of be careful because you're coming in there, you know, and you're oh yeah, starting songs out uh, that you never heard. That's always a fun thing to do. Oh, uh, you know, so you have to go ahead and kick it off. So yeah, um, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what keys are them? Yeah, really. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I never understood how you could do that. I've got friends right now that just rotate like crazy with different bands, and and I just don't know how you guys ever do. I for a brief time there, I would fill in here and there, but it was it was just too nerve wracking. I'm just, uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm just yeah, I, I get with one band and that's it. Right, you know, and you you feel safer or that way, you know, or, or if you feel uh, more, uh, more more at ease, uh, which obviously you're anybody would. You you go in and you're playing with your own band, and you feel more confident. And yeah. instead of you know, getting off the stage and uh, and making uh, exit stage left and kind of hiding because you're like, oh my god, what that what that I, we got, you know, three more sets to do now. Now and and I don't know what the heck we're doing here, you know. Oh boy, I tell you, what, I don't know how many times I've been pulled out from behind speaker cabinets from because oh, i just kind of wow. ease on over there a little bit that's why i wear a hat all the time because i just kind of pull it over my eyes a little bit there and i'm in my own little world oh man I, I, there's one gig i'll never forget the rest of my life i was i don't think it was up uh along the lake short michigan i think it was up just south of uh i don't know grand haven or someplace uh-huh. and this guy called they called me up and they said oh yeah man we got we need to have you come up here oh, something my. i got phone call from somebody through somebody whatever and uh can you sing maybe two or three songs i said yeah okay so i i you know loaded up my uh whatever heck i had of that damn that my super reverb twin or whatever it was oh god yeah super uh I, I still have my twin but that stays in my jacket i bet it does <laughs> but i pulled that thing in had my telecaster and i went up there you know and i set my stuff up and uh I get there, you know, and I, we're all ready to go, and 
we did uh, the first two songs. The guys, you know, they went back and forth. After the second song, they ran out of tunes. Oh, no. I, I, I never met these guys before. <laughs> we, had to play four, we had to play four sets. Well, what the heck were they thinking? Uh, well, I, that's kind of, I think that was the first question I had in my, uh, my that came to my mind. And, uh, you know, the drummer, bass player, and uh, these two guys that were, that argued all night long. Like, they, I think they hated each other or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God, here. This is nice. You know, so I'm, I'm pulling out songs, that, and they knew none of my songs at all. Yeah. Not not even, and I, I, a couple of their tunes were, I don't know, a couple, I don't I think a couple blues, or two blues songs, I believe. <laughs> so, oh, and it was boy. a country audience. So, <laughs> Uh, anyway, make a long story short, that was probably one of the longest gigs that I ever remember, ever, 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 ever. And I got done with the end of that night, and you know, and I, I try, I, I, I'm used to, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, a nice guy and the whole thing. And I was, that was the first time I ever gotten the guy. I said, don't ever, ever do this to me again. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I get along. I mean, at least the, when you go on any films, they at least got a set of a, at least one set or two sets of material, but they only had two songs. Oh my god. So I, I'm going through trying to, you know, tell a drummer, okay, the beat's a 4-4 four, four beat. The bass player, you got a 1-4. It's just a regular, you know, uh, walking bass line. And these guys over here screaming at each other the whole night long. How the heck did they get the gig? That I have no idea. I have They obviously were friends with the, oh. the owner or something. And the people, they, they stayed there somehow. I don't, I don't really know how they did. But the last, I don't know, last probably four or five songs and we were playing, I think to the waitresses and they were kind of getting sick of it by that time, you know, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I, I didn't mean to, to, to drone on there, but it was just amazing. Some of the things that you get yourself into, it's just, especially if you're a hired gun. Oh, well, so that's it. That's exactly the reason I didn't do that. I mean, I've, I've filled in, played bass here and there for, for, for different people and uh, got caught off guard on a few things because, you know, bass kind of has a tendency to stand out if you don't exactly hang in the pocket there. <laughs> Amen. Oh, boy, and I said, that's it. I was sweating bullets, and I said, this is it. I, I, I did. I just backed right out. I never filled in. I mean, I get up there and do, you know, hey, you want to get up and do two or three, you know, something like that, and sure. You get up there, and, and then, you know, then well, you go you, to your. You do, it, you do it around people that you know, but uh, you know, but to go in, and you're exactly right. People have no clue, uh, you know what what a you know. And I've heard this so many times. I'm sure you have. To, <laughs> you can't play guitar, you play bass. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> try, try it sometimes. So sometime out there, if you're a guitar player and uh, you don't play bass, you go up and you you, you think, oh, I play bass. Mm -mm. Well, you go, you go up there and play, uh, you know, the four-string guitar, <laughs> but uh, you need to learn how you, you, you and the, the drummer are the rhythm section. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? that's it, especially if it's a, a three-piece thing going on, because you really oh, stick Lord. out then. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're oh. so right, man. You know, it, oh gosh, yeah. You know, you just think, oh, what did I get into? And I'm, I'm getting paid what fifty bucks for this. <laughs> yeah, I can't even. Yeah, and, and what's embarrassing is when, when the, you know, you're playing bass, and the guitar player, or wh whoever it is, the guitar player, and the drummer don't know the song. That, that it makes it a lot more fun. Or better yet, we're gonna do it in this key. <laughs> yeah, anybody sings in keys. <laughs> oh my god, I remember one time. 
Uh, speaking of uh, that uh, golf course, what was that? Pine Knoll? Pine Knoll? That- yep. That was a fun place to play, too. Oh, boy, that was nice. Yeah, out there, they got all those apartments out there now. But I remember back when um, uh, Charlie... Charlie had his uh, number one band. He was playing with uh, Gary Whitaker, and Danny Whitaker yep. was on drums, and uh, Mark Tanner was on uh, guitar. I remember, yeah. And the bass player, um, their bass player, for some reason, couldn't show up, so they got, uh, uh, oh, God, Danny King's dad. Dan, Dan King, right? Hey. Sorry, right? Yeah, Danny King. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He they got him up there, so he shows up out there, and, of course, Charlie... You know, he knows all these real country tunes and everything, and so does Danny. And I'll be darned if each one of them had this a certain key they played each song in, and they would not give in. And I've never seen somebody argue so much up on stage and completely hold up the show, arguing back and forth. We're going to do this in G. No, we're going to do it in D. Well, I can't do it in G. You know, and and I'm sitting back here watching this, and I'm like, because this is like back when I was really just starting out. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, I don't ever want to get into something like this because it was crazy. I mean, they finally, you know, kind of met in the middle there. But, wow, when they first started going at it, I, they all had their own ideas of who was going to play what key or what have you there. And uh, I remember that I, I, I played with that band for a little while in between bands or I wasn't doing something. I wouldn't I think it was laid off from work or something. But if I remember right, maybe you remember, uh, but playing with Charlie, didn't he do everything at F? <laughs> pretty much then he had those big pizza cards for words remember that yeah, yes <laughs> that okay john right there i'm gonna tell you that's how i started drinking on stage because <laughs> when we're up there we get done with the song and that's when i had jimmy howard playing bass and i was on guitar and then of course you had charlie yes. and uh slammer was on drums and even ladley but We'd get done with the song, and there's Charlie up there with that, that shit-eating grin on his face, and he had these giant, I don't know, 14-inch pizza cards, and he was shuffling like a deck of cards up there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Two-inch words, man. And we're sitting there staring at each other, and I'm like, okay, I need another drink here because I didn't smoke. <laughs> so that's where my, my drinking started on stage right there. Make <laughs> anybody start drinking, I think, if you're doing so. But I, I remember also, I'll never forget this. We we're playing out to uh, Bed- it was it was a uh, Grizzly Bar. They went to Bedford Steakhouse and then whatever the heck it is now. Oh, Wild Mikes. Um, Wild Mikes. Mm-hmm. We, we were out there playing, and I remember I came in there. You know, I one of my I, I guess never paid attention to it, but he had a lamp cord uh, <laughs> coming out out of the uh, the outlet. And he, you know, he and he had like the PA uh, hooked up to that, the bass amp. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I mean, it's like it looked like it, I'm, I'm, this is not. A, I'm not exaggerating. Like eight inches of a big glob of a <laughs> thing plugged into this lamp cord. <laughs> and, and, and I and he came and I'll never, I never. I, I walked in going, "What in the?" And he says, "I said, man, you know, uh, i was just trying to be, you know, so Charlie. I, you know, there's a lot of, you know, amp draw, you know, with." Uh, <laughs> With, especially the bass amp, you know, you, you might want to, oh, I've done this for years. I, I don't, you know, and, yes. and, and that, that same night, I'll never forget this. Yeah, this is going to stick with me the rest of my life. He, he, he bought a brand new uh, Fender Stratocaster. And, uh, and I, I, I love the guy. And, and, and I, you know, I know he passed away. And I, I'm sorry because he, he was a 
got a we're, you know, ended up being pretty good friends. Yeah. But he came in and I, I, he, the, the guitar, he, he had his guitar it was a black strap. And it, it, I, I mean, the first chord he hit was out of tune. And I says, um, you know, apparently <laughs> uh, you might want to, uh, you, you know, tune that thing up there. He goes, he looked at me, this is without even, I mean, I thought he was joking. He says, bought this damn thing last, uh, last week and uh, it, it, it's broke. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it back. Uh, I, I, I paying this. I ain't paying that much money for one of these things. I'm gonna get up. I said, well, you, you got to tune it. It's just, it's just the thing that you, you know. And, and he, he, he actually took offense to it. <laughs> and I said, just, you know. And he, but he. So the rest of the night, he didn't, didn't talk to me. I'm thinking, man, I, I, I didn't mean to upset you, but it's, we, you know, it's something we all have to do. You get, you got to tune your guitars, man. What's the wow? It's gonna and, happen. Especially when you break yeah. a string, you know. Hey, it's under warranty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, but I seriously, I thought he was joking. And, and uh, so he, the next night, next day, I think it was Saturday. He took it back in. He came in with a either a tele, I think it was a Telecaster. Yeah, and, uh, Tele. And, and, and I, I, I looked. I, I thought to myself. I think Gary Lavney was in the band, and I says, uh, he, he thought I, he, he, he uh, took offense to that, didn't he? He goes, Yeah, he did. He was pretty upset about it, and he. He took it back, and he came in with another guitar the next day because he traded. He took it back in. I, I thought, man, oh my god, oh my god! You know? <laughs> I remember when but, he did that. He went and uh, turned around and sold me. He had a, a, a Gibson Gold Top Les Paul. Wow, he, really? Yeah, yeah, he had that. I remember when he went to uh, what was that place uh, in Lansing there where he'd buy his equipment. I remember when he went out and bought a whole stuff load of uh, PA equipment and everything too. It was Wilcox Trading Post, and there was a uh, uh, Dicker and Deal and. Um, well, um, Wilcox's. I forgot the name of that place. Doggone it! But that, he went in there and he just wore that poor salesman out the way he taught because he was getting free chords, guitar straps, all kinds of stuff that guy gave him for buying that that whole PA system. But he had that. Um, I think he felt sorry for him because I had a, a cheapy Cortez um, Les Paul copy and it just would not stay in tune. And mm-hmm. no matter what I did, and he goes, you know, he goes, I'll, I'll say that he sold that thing to me for two hundred and fifty bucks. It was, oh my god, I know it. And you know what? I, uh, I don't think it was a year. Well, it was back in '85 when they had the balloon festivals going, and we were playing at the first one. I think it was, and uh, I was all hopped up on this guitar, and I put a Kaler locking system on that thing by oh. myself by myself i i routed that thing it took me hours to get the nerve up to route that thing and i turned it <laughs> i turned it into a banjo <laughs> it sounded just like a banjo <laughs> cool man you might have got a lot of money out of that for something that you can't was your own a uh, your own invention right? oh dude i have no idea what i was thinking about back then i just had to have a whammy set because mark tanner had that and you know he always played the hell out of the whammy bar yes he did and i was always yeah. watching him and i thought oh i gotta do this and i do i remember down my parents base my mayor i just ground out a big old hole in it so that locking system could set down into it and oh, uh you know i've forgotten what i even did i tried to sell it once and uh <laughs> nobody would buy it <laughs> people would say first you're trying to sell it to what the hell did you just do here man oh boy yeah when i i plugged it in there i was because well i guess what i'm getting at is we played that balloon festival and i was going to be showing it off there 
And I wound up having to borrow another guitar because it did. It sounded like a banjo. It just had that nasty, oh. hollow sound to it. Oh, my God, man. What? How's he doing, though? Who's that? Um, oh, God, we were just talking about him before you... Uh... Oh. oh, Mark Tanner? Mark Tanner, yes. Oh, my God. You know, I haven't seen him. Last time I saw him, he was playing uh, uh, with... Uh, Oh, Ron Campbell's band, Erica Sherry. Uh, this was, geez, five years, six, seven years ago. Really? Uh, yeah, it was at that the old nudie camp, the old Sunshine Gardens. They turned it I've into. Heard of that place. I've never. Well, obviously, I've never been there, but I just is that the one that's out there in uh, Urbandale somewhere? Or? Yeah, off of Collier. Collier Avenue. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we were uh, we were playing out there, and I turned around. Bam! There was Mark Tanner, and. Uh, uh, Ron goes, hey, Mark, why don't you do the, uh, what is it, the National Anthem, Star Spangled Banner or something. You know, the thing Hendrix did? Right. And uh, so I'm looking at Mark, and I, I did hardly recognize the dude, to tell you the truth. He's he's pretty much out of it. Uh, I haven't seen him in years. Oh, man, he was shaking like a leaf while he was playing that. And you know how he got into that little marching routine where he'd be playing and stuff? He'd just kind of bob around while he's playing. He's, he's, he's like half the strings all the time with that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You could never get him to play a straight lead or anything. He was always, you know, double tapping and all that stuff. But yeah, he was shaking like a leaf, and he was he was down in some shots, and and that's the last time I've seen him. Um, he just fell out of place. That's too bad because he's he's a he's a great guy. Oh, he's really yeah. good nice guy. You know, I just maybe he got himself into some. Something he shouldn't have gotten himself into, obviously. I don't know. He, uh, I mean, he seemed fine. We were sitting there talking and everything, but he was, I just remember him shaking a lot. Do you remember that time when he jumped off stage and got a big old black eye? Mm, no, I don't. You ever hear about that one? It was over no. at uh, Two Johns, back when Two Johns was around. Somebody kept agging him on about doing a forward flip off the stage. Oh, no, really? Yeah, and, of course, he's playing, and I guess he just started thinking about it. Now, this is the way it was described to me, and he went for it. He he tried a forward flip while playing and oh. uh, tried to save the guitar and wound up. Oh, he had a big old black eye for, for a long time. He could not play that down. That's too bad. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that's just how crazy Mark was. <laughs> I remember when he lost his, uh, I guess he calls it the Ouija board to the guitar he had. Remember he lost that or something and oh, finally got it back? Yeah, that's right. Uh, what what was that guitar? Um, doggone it. It was probably a, not a Kramer. It might have been a. Was that a Kramer? Whatever. whatever he's, I know he's always been into Eddie Van Halen. So, yeah. Um, what, what, was, what kind of. Guitar did Eddie Van Halen? What, what kind of guitars were those that, that he 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 uh, used? He had the well, you know the one with red stripes. Uh, what? Yeah, that was Kramer. Uh, well, you know Kramer for a while there, but it was Strat style bodies. Yeah, and, but it was, a, it was a different name that he used to because uh, I know. Oh, Charvel? Not Charvel. Was it Charvel? I think that's what what it was uh, that he had. It was the one that had all the you know the red lines on it like uh you know eddie van halen had he right he had that for a while too then then he went to the ouija board thing right yeah he played that for a long time that's all you'd ever seen with was that guitar the the ouija board yeah but how's uh, how's tim thurman doing have you talked to him i haven't seen him in years that little recluse shit you cannot talk to him for nothing i you see him out 
uh, at a party every once in a while. Um, Al uh, Garen, Al and Kathy will have a party out there at their place. And, uh, of course, Dale Jeffries is like, you know, doing the band thing and, and keeping the music going. And, of course, there's Tim Thurman. And that's that's the only time you see him. He's holed up in his house. He's got a studio in there. He does all of his own stuff. Uh, he's just flat out by himself now. You you can't get him out of that house anymore. He used to. Uh, I think he still worked. Isn't he like a painter or something? At uh, it used to be called Cal, uh, not Cal Arrow, but uh, it's uh, Duncan Aviation. Duncan Aviation. I think he's in some kind of management. He's been there forever, but he used to paint. I don't think he does that anymore. I think he's kind of a management or, or something in there right now. But yeah. he's he's still got this place out there. Out in the middle of nowhere, and, and uh, yeah, he's pretty much a recluse, really. We used to jam once in a while. You know, we get done from doing a gig or something, and we get together wherever it was at. You know, we sit around until the sun would come up and sit around and jam and kind of jam things back and forth. And after that, I, it's just like I'd see him once every 10 years or something, you know. And oh, that's just, it. Uh, or, uh, you, well, you know. Dale there, when them them two were hanging out pretty hot and heavy, you could go over there like on a Friday night. He'd get, you know, he, he worked uh, third shift, so he'd get home Friday morning. And, of course, he was wound up all night Friday and then Saturday, and then he'd sleep in so he could be back to work, um, what, for Sunday or Monday. But yep. Friday was the, the hot one there, and I, I have I cannot tell you how many times I tried to keep up with that guy. I don't know how he does it. But he'll go till daylight, and you come out the door there, and bam, you're hit with all this sunlight, and you're thinking, "Man, I come in here yesterday." Yeah, just coming out of his place. Well, you know, working if you've ever worked third shift, uh, you know, you're in there, and I, I, I did it for a place called Interbaked Foods. You probably remember it down there in Springfield. Uh, yep. uh, used to be called Weston Biscuit Company. Yep, yep, biscuit. Yep, that's uh, that place is still there. I don't know what it is now. I'm not sure either, but I, I worked there back in the early 80s. Uh, Nabisco, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was uh, Weston Biscuit Company. Then it went to uh, Interbate Foods, and they used to make Girl Scout cookies. Is what right. It was. I used to move them back and forth when I worked for Bankies. Oh, boy. <laughs> Bankies. Anybody used to be in there. You know, I remember working third shift for a while. And you're thinking about 3 o'clock in the morning. When I get out of here, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to sleep until, you know, until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You get out, and all of a sudden, that cold air hit you, and boom, <laughs> wake up. You yeah. know, so, um, I don't know how that guy does it, but it, um, he just, uh, he's hes still there, I guess. He's, um, I guess he's still working there, isn't he? Yeah, Jim? he's still, yep, he's still there. I talked to him, what was it, last year, he, when he went out to that yearly party there. That's probably the last time I've seen him. I know Stevie James or Fritzel. Connie in and coming out and, and setting in for the night or something like that. and But that's really far and few between. You just don't see him no more. He, he, he does. He's got his own studio set up at home. And he goes, you know, I'm just as happy with my own drum machine and all my recording stuff. And he goes, I just sit in there and uh, I, I don't need nothing else. So it's like. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. I, I'm, you know, I hate to say this because I've always been, as you well know, and you are the same way everybody else that I know still are. And people down here too. I mean, there's some fantastic musicians down here that uh, I'm, I live about four or five miles from. Um, and uh, I'll get back to that later, but uh, they just, they still are out playing, you know. I've had, uh, I've been in a couple, not bands, but just some, you know, thrown together things that, you know, I'd go out and I'd do a gig here, do that, and the whole thing. And 
Uh-huh. I don't know. I just I guess it's burnout. I, I I have I I actually enjoy staying home now, and I've actually had some of the musicians say, "Man, you gotta get out more often." I I just don't. I you know I'm usually uh, inside. We got a, it's a, we're in a gate type community, and just at seven o'clock is when the gates close, and I'm inside the thing and and <laughs> picking my guitar, and I you know fire up my amp or something to sit around, and I'm on YouTube and start having some fun with that and write songs and the whole thing. But boy, I'll tell you, I just don't have the, have it in me anymore to go out and, you know, gallivant around and, you know, uh, you know, be out until one o'clock in the morning. Of course, down here, they're finding that, I mean, I noticed down here that the latest people play, if even that late anymore, is like midnight. Right. They're like six till nine or seven till 11 or seven till 10. It's like three sets more like down here. And it's just being out. I don't know. I, I just don't have a lot of use for it anymore. I, I, uh, I, I was just up to uh, Michigan here uh, about three weeks ago. I, I heard I that. Know. I heard about that. Yeah, I, I was up. Uh, another uh, cousin I bear, had to bury uh, uh, from uh, Battle Creek, Dave Fromm. Um, well, in- well, that reminds me. You know, uh, Greg works over at Team One in Albion. Greg Wood? I think no, it's his. I don't. You know, I, I never learned, knew his last name, but I see him five days a week because I have to go over there and pick up in my semi-truck. He's one of my stops. In fact, I just saw him today and told him I was going to be talking to you today. So he said, hey, by the way. <laughs> but he, right. he I, I don't know his last name. A little short, squatty guy, kind of. Hmm. Uh, said he, because uh, when I talked to him, I said, hey, guess who I want to talk to today? And he goes, who? And I said, uh, John Gooch. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, I just saw him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, his cousin or something like that. Yeah, Got- Greg. Uh, he he uh, actually Greg Wood. He uh, he works actually in Battle Creek. But no, I I went out to uh, uh, see old God, what's the name of that place uh, used to be called Brandy's uh, years ago. That uh, uh, Plain Jane. That's why I stopped out there because I you know I used to play in Plain Jane for a while. Uh, what's the name of the place right there out by the airport in that curve right there? Uh, oh, JB Whiskey. JB Whiskey. Yeah. Yep. And, Went out that, uh, I guess it had been two or three weeks uh, ago, and I was up there, and, uh, you know, I, I drove up against my, I, I ain't doing that again. Woo, yeah. I forgot how far that is. <laughs> anyway, I stayed there with a cousin, his his uh, half-brother over in uh, Galesburg, make a long story short. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the, the memorial over in Battle Creek. Anyway, that Saturday night, went over to J.B. Whiskey, and the uh, so, um, you know, uh, Dave King and, you know, the, the band, and they sounded great. Oh, yeah. And went in and um, hung out there for probably two and a half sets, and then I just uh, ended up uh, going back, and then I got about probably 6.30 in the morning, started the long, long <laughs> track to get back to uh, back home here. So. Oh, man, yeah. Ugh, no, I, I wouldn't even want to think. I drive a semi-truck, and I, I don't think I would get psyched up for driving all the way back down to florida oh <laughs> my god <laughs> no I got that, but i'll just go ahead and uh think i'm a 20 year old uh young man and I'll, I'll just go ahead and drive through well but after 800 miles i says i don't <laughs> think that's <laughs> yeah no that's uh now i used to do that all the time go down and visit my sister down in georgia and i just drive all night long you know, I just jump oh. in the car because I like to drive at night, and I'd get in the car about eight o'clock and just keep driving until I got there. Yeah, and, you, you, and, and we used to do the same thing years ago. We'd come down here with a, my mother, and we'd leave almost six, seven o'clock at night, and 
you know, we, you drive all the way through the night and through the day you start waking up around seven, eight o'clock in the morning. You drive the rest of the yeah. day. It doesn't work that way anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, huh? That long distance stuff is crazy. I mean, I drive, I don't know, maybe about 200 miles a day, but there's a lot of stops here and there, so... You know, that's cool. You're still, you, you've been a driver, a truck driver for what, about 35 years or so? Yeah, I started uh, in 86. I went through that Lansing Community College there, took that six week course, and uh, Very cool, then jumped right over to Banky's. My dad knew Mark Banky, so they got me right in there, and I was there till I don't know, about eight years, I guess. And then I just switched different jobs there, and then I got with Maverick Express here, like, geez, 17 years ago. It's 2003. That's awesome. Yeah, no. So no, I, I, far as I'm concerned, I'll just keep driving forever. I just like it. I actually like my job. <laughs> well, that makes a big difference, you know. Um, you know, when you 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 love what you do, and plus you're you're always seeing new things, you know. Uh, yeah. Guy, I played uh, oh in a band with over in Canada. Um, great guy. He's he's still he he got into after we got off the road uh, doing that six seven nights a week we end up being just great friends in fact we we're trying to bring the band back over here i played with dale lester and oh yeah uh, uh, tom uh turner he's from toledo and alec he's from kentucky and uh the other guys from hamilton ontario we placed him with another guy anyway long story short you know when you play that that often the band gets really tight i mean mm-hmm. shoot, we played uh monday through saturday and with a some uh, with a Saturday afternoon matinee, and sometimes a Friday afternoon matinee, and sometimes it'd be Monday through Sunday. <laughs> yep. And just I, I I mean I missed that band tightest band I ever been in. And I got I remember starting with him. I, I replaced Mike Sensky. Mike. This, yep. This is back in '83, or I, I remember seeing Dale out to two Johns out of all places. <laughs> he says, uh, "Would you be willing to come over and replace him?" And I says, "Uh." I'm probably gonna have to, you know, have a little discussion with Tess about that. I mean, I so uh, I did, and uh, about two weeks later, I was uh, I left um, at that time Kalamazoo and uh, went over to. I think we started out in London, Ontario, and just played from then on. And my God, after when you play that many nights, and I'm tied to two or three weeks, you turn, you know, sound like you've been playing together for a year or two, you know. <laughs> yep. But uh, I, I don't know. That was probably one of the. The most, uh, I mean, probably the tightest band I've ever, I'd, I'd ever probably been in. I've been in some really good bands, and you know, in uh, in a back in Battle Creek and so on. But uh, and they just turned into into a good friendship. Probably like you guys are with, uh, uh, is it Barefoot Blonde? Is that the name of your band you're in? Yeah, Barefoot Blonde. Yep. You guys all become friends after a while, you know, and it just it's hard to, well, to let it go. That's it, you know, chemistry. You just can't plan that out. I mean, either it works or it doesn't. And when it does work, man, you just ride the wave and and just keep going, and hopefully it lasts for a while, you know. So so true, and it's more fun, you know. Yeah, it's you know because you you know uh, you <laughs> as the old saying goes, you know, and um, uh, was it the band that drinks together plays together. <laughs> <laughs> Make a T-shirt up of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, not really some prophetic, whatever, but yeah, it, uh, it's it's true. If you, if you hang together, you know, you tend to have more fun, and you, you talk about things, you know, about songs over the phone and what you're going to do and this sort of thing. And you, you, you and then you come to practice, and it's like it's already there. You know, it's like oh, we got to go to practice with these mm-hmm. guys. Like, 
can't get along with. I can't stand. I'm going to show up, you know. And, yep. Oh, yeah. Been there, done that. It's, uh, yeah, it's tough sometimes. It's like going to work or something, you know. Well, and like, sometimes even worse, you know. Oh, yeah. Because you, you go through and do that, then it's like, uh, lo and behold, okay, now I get to go do this Friday and Saturday night. You know, yeah, get see, to do it all over again. <laughs> my weekend, I want to be away from this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, man. Um. Well, John, check it out. We've been doing this almost an hour now. Are you kidding? No, man, I could keep going on with you. I mean, anybody I've ever uh, talked with, like this kind of situation here, I just keep on going and going. And uh, but which means I'm going to have to get you back on again soon and uh, do some more chatting with you because I got some more questions for you. But uh, yep, I uh, better cut this one. uh, Cut this one back. It's been uh, a great conversation. Well, I was kind of wondering whether he still had this thing going. I was just got thinking about this, I don't know, a couple months ago. I think, what if Frank's still doing that? I haven't really. I, I Actually, I tried to get on whatever you got going on, some other deal, and I kept trying to get into it, and it was like it took me off into la-la land, and I couldn't get to your 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 podcast. It was a lot harder than it was last time I tried. I can't remember what it was. Well, um, I, I kind of kind of quit there for a while because people would chicken out wanting to come on and talk and i got tired of talking to myself and i had software i was using that it was like iffy all the time and sometimes i would interview somebody if i was able to and it little did i know it would the the program would freeze and then i wouldn't get nothing so i just kind of backed out so then i went and bought this zoom it's called a live track l8 okay at um it's like uh, for a podcaster but yet you can use this in a studio. I mean, it's uh, it's it's got six uh, inputs, and it's I've got a card in here, a little SD card in here with ninety minutes of uh, recording time on it, and you can just get pristine sounds out of it. And that's that's another thing that this thing here you can actually plug a phone into, and uh, you don't have to do that mix minus stuff. I don't know if you know what that that is, but Anyway, there, there was some little trickery I used to have to do, and I just got tired of messing with it. So this this new mixer I got here is really makes it so much easier because I can plug right into it, and then right into my phone, and then uh, you know I can just pick up our conversation right now. And what I'll do is I'll mix it down, get it all set up the way I want it, and then uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at seven until at least eight o'clock I do a live deal, live show, and. Uh, what I'll do is I'll just do a little intro and then I'll put this on and then just sit back and listen to it. Can you can you send me the link to how to Oh sure. I, I, I try I try I think I tried and I went to your your uh, Facebook thing and I went through the thing of trying this, trying this, like oh man, this is bear to get to Well that to- that must have been that Mixler program. I was using a another uh streaming company and I kept it for a little bit and I don't know. I decided I was going to go back to Spreaker. Spreaker, the page you go to, it's all in one, and okay. and you know you can see the button to push so you can listen in live. So what I'll do is what? when we get done here, I'll send you a link over Messenger. Okay. And then otherwise, uh, about seven o'clock, just look at my page there. I always post about the second I start the live show, and then you can just you'll be able to just click on that and then go right and be able to listen in. So. On, on, on what day? Uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
Okay, so this, okay. Now, this I, well, I've got you on here. Are you on a uh, are you on like a like a uh, studio microphone, or are you just using your phone? Well, no, I'm on a uh, a condenser mic right now. In fact, I got I two. Can tell. I, I can got... tell because it's it's very it's very uh, articulate. It sounds great. Oh, it's a great one. I've had this one for a long time, but I've got two more coming in from B and H tomorrow. They're called Pod Mics from Rode, Rode okay, Company, yep. and uh, those are. Those right there really, they're they're dynamic mics. They're not condenser mics like this. And sure. with this here, I, I got to turn the air conditioner off and the fan off and everything. Otherwise, I get the background noise. So I said, screw that. I'm going to replace these and just get those two dynamic mics. I don't know if you've heard those, the the pod mics. I, I haven't, but but I can tell that you are definitely on a, I, I have a condenser mic on my ham radio and the one that I, I record with. And mm-hmm. It's the Behringer B1 that I use in oh, okay. in you get a lot of people will definitely tell you that's you know there's the the a low i think it sets like 20 hertz and 20 kilohertz and <laughs> yep but where you're at right now i mean i can definitely tell you because people on phones you know they got that it's like you're talking through a sheet or something <laughs> you got a very articulate sound and that 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 sounds great when you're on right now oh cool thanks yeah well this mixer does a lot of that i can i uh, can really uh set the uh eq up and uh there's a couple other little tricky buttons on here i can mess with to to bring it up but i still like i said i wanted to get away from these condenser mics i've had this these two mics here probably for six seven years now and i just want to try something different and that road mic just come out last year they call it a pod mic and uh the, the dynamics in that are are going to be even smoother i believe I mean, a lot more bottom end to it you know like the old npr sound i guess you'd call it sure. so you don't have uh but cat meows across the street, and I—I <laughs> know exactly what you're talking. That's what this damn thing does, you know. You, so a car goes, where car, you know, plane goes over. So I can, I can hear. What is that? A Cessna going over your house? You know? <laughs> but you're right. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, I know you got to go, man. It's great talking to you, Frank. And uh, uh, we're going to be back up uh, here probably next year. I got my uh, reunion that got uh, waylaid. Know, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to have our Springfield 40th. And, we're going to do it next year, and when I am, uh, when we show up here next year, I'm going to try to get together. I'll def- definitely look you up, and we'll have to go out and check out some of the local uh, sure. bands and things. Heck yeah, man. I'll give you the 25-cent tour. No problem. Sounds good to me, man. Good talking to you, and uh, you take tell everybody I said hello. I sure will, John. I'll uh, Again, man, thanks for coming on here and talking. i got to get back with you soon there. We can uh, continue on. My pleasure, brother. Take her easy. All right. We'll see you later now. You too, man. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it. What do you think of that? I I thought it was pretty cool. Thanks for calling in, John. Yeah, John, that was a great conversation there. It came out uh, really clear. I thought it was a good one there, and a lot of information went back and forth. And like I said, I could have kept right on going with him, but, you know, <laughs> got a little bit of a time constraint going on pretty much. But uh, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening in. And again, thank you, John, for uh talking with me for a little bit there and uh we do this every tuesday and thursday from seven o'clock until eight o'clock uh it's a live thing if you want to call in 269-209-3316 get in on the conversation or just to say hey or whatever you want to do go ahead and do it so you got anything else beth i do not so i tell you what i guess we're on out of here we're out see ya love you peace Mm